Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Class of 1A podcast for episode 20 of season 5 of My Hero Academia. My name is Andrew Nimskin, I'll be your host. Alongside me, I have my co-hosts, Dylan Beal and James Graham, as always. And how are you two feeling about the kickoff of My Villain Academia? I'm feeling good. I saw the the little, little intro change and instantly brought a smile to my face. I'm hyped for it. Not much of an intro change, though. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I, I like, I knew it was coming, and I'm like, well, give me, give me some, give yeah. me a brand new banger, give me something. You know? And I was just like, oh, it's a slight, slight variation. That's what I thought too. I mean, we'll talk about that more, but I'm like, oh, they're like waiting till like two minutes in the episode, three minutes in the episode, a little later than normal, because they're gonna yeah. drop a new opener. Like, this could be the first time you ever got a third opener with that, and not. Uh, but just opening up the Hulu app, which is what I watched on, and see the episode titled My Villain Academia just gave me excitement that I didn't know an episode title ever could. Because I know we've all read the manga a little bit, or at least all know kind of an idea of what's coming up here. And that is just incredibly exciting coming into this arc that everyone's been talking about on social media for, I don't know, since the first episode, even before the first episode of Season 5 came out, how excited everyone was for this. And I think it was off to a pretty good start. But... Before we do jump into the recap and everything like that, if you guys are looking for other My Hero Academia content, you can go over to youtube.com slash class1a. We do all kinds of My Hero Academia content. We do the manga recaps for both Vigilantes and the main series. We do lore videos, speculation videos, and all kinds of more on top of these anime recaps each and every Saturday. So check that out there. Otherwise, if you do want to check out the anime recaps on the go, you can go over to any podcasting platform if you like, type in class1a and find us there as well to listen on the go. If you do do that, make sure to leave the five-star review. Helps other people do it. Or if you're watching this video on YouTube, leaving a like helps more people find it. It shows up YouTube algorithm. You know how that works. So that'd be super appreciated as well. But with that, let us jump into the recap of everything that happened in episode 20, titled My Villain Academia. Episode starts off back where episode 19 ended with the doctor looking over Shigaraki laughing over how well some kind of power transplant is going. We see a quick flashback to Kirigiri and Shigi talking about how All for One is gone now the League of Villains is weaker, but a great power has been left behind for them that Kirigiri can go get whenever Shigaraki man. It seems that Shigaraki tells him to go because the conversation leads to a two month jump back in time where Machia now stands in front of the League of Villains. Shigaraki is very excited as this is the power that Kirigiri mentioned. Suddenly Machia slams into the ground and starts attacking the League of Villains and their attacks can't really do anything to stop them. Over a radio, the doctor fills us in on some information. Machia was once all for one's pretty much number one bodyguard that was kind of hidden behind all of the heroes because they're out of fear of being defeated. And now he's not going to accept Shigaraki, even though he's the next heir of all for one, cause he's too weak. The doc uses a voice recording to calm down Machia temporarily and then summons a league to his laboratory, whatever you want to call it. The doctor is kind of pushing Shigaraki and seeing if he's going to be worth the devotion of the doctor. During it, we get to see a little bit more about how all for one came to find Shigaraki and Shigaraki's overall backstory. And we learned that for sure, all of his hands are those of his old family and that we kind of get an idea of this all the way back in season one where he called one of his hands father well this is pretty much confirming that every hand on his body is a family member from an incident that happened back in his childhood that he doesn't quite remember he only has fragments of memories from and the doctor ends up saying that he'll provide full support to the league of villains and shigaraki if they can make machia kneel to shigaraki kind of another jump in time to a month and a half later still fighting with machia they fight for a little over 48 hours and then get three hours of sleep machia is always going after shigaraki and shigaraki only 
And no matter how far they run or hide, he's always able to instantly find them. So the rest of the League of Villain kind of sleeps and does other things in shifts so that some are always fighting alongside Shigaraki. But despite all this, Shigaraki is still feeling confident that he can win and smiling the whole time. During one of the rest periods, Weiss gets a call from Giren, who turns out to actually be Reed Desiree as Giren is being held hostage by the Metal Liberation Army. We get a little bit of information about Metal Liberation Army and Reed Destro, but not too much, but pretty much Reed Destro says that he wants the League of Villains to either submit to the Metal Liberation Army or be destroyed. They have to show up to Dikya within an hour where countless pro heroes are going to be called on to him as a satellite has been locked under their location. Shigaraki ends up planning on going to Dika, even though most League of Villains don't, with the plan of Mach being sicking Machia on the entire army that Metal Liberation Army is boasting about. DC is going to wake up in about two hours' time and use that to their advantage to get back here and pretty much destroy the Metal Liberation Army that's now trying to take them down. And that's where the episode ends, setting up probably a huge fight that is going to be happening next week. I'm incredibly excited for. I'll let you guys kind of started with wherever i think just kind of talking about my villain academia the change in the opener some of the new character designs that we kind of saw i talked about a little bit of pre-show or it's kind of whatever first topics you want to talk about with my villain academia as a whole kicking off yeah so i just wanted to like paint the i guess the picture of what this really is and i think it's like really cool because like throughout the series like we've been with the series for what like five seasons now and over the course of like a year at school and like we've seen all the heroes grow and their friendships really come together. And I'm like, we got a little hint at this, but I'm hoping we get it more of like the villains are doing this too. Like it's not just the heroes that are growing, but like the villains have like come together and they're like actually like kind of friends now with each other and they're growing and they're getting stronger. And like with them, like kind of talking about like what's coming next, it seems like we're just going to get more of that. And I don't know, I think it's cool because it's something that's not like touched upon a ton in a lot of shows of where like, the villains are growing with the heroes like in this in the same time yeah it draws a really nice parallel it's not you know i mean it's not like monster of the week sort of thing or like i mean even like even shows that don't do traditional monster league but you always had the heroes scaling up and then fighting like a bigger bad right and this time it's now these are the same villains that have been here since like day one except they're just doing the same you know leveling up that the, the you know the main characters are so i think yeah, I don't think you see it really that often. I'm trying to like draw similarity to another popular anime. And I can't really, can't really think of one off the top of my head. Can you, Dylan? Like, no, I mean, there's plenty of situations where there's a core group of villains, but you don't ever see them growing more powerful. Maybe they'll lock a new power, or show off a new power every so often, like the spiders in Hunter x Hunter or the Akatsuki in Naruto. Like, you always see them go on adventures and do things in the world that impact things but you don't ever see them going through an actual training arc that is the highlight of the series. I mean, maybe some of them will be in filler episodes in Naruto where you see them growing stronger and actually going through events like this. But they changed the title for this to My Villain Academia. They had new title cards. They had all kinds of new elements in it that this is clearly going to be something that's probably going to take up the rest of the seasons, which we've, the season which we've been predicting, about five episodes here, are going to be just on the League of Villains, which is pretty unprecedented. And it's all about Shigaraki becoming obviously having Machi Neo to him, having the doctor support, probably has something to do with whatever the Middle Liberation Army is, either destroying them or maybe getting them to submit or coming under the Middle Liberation Army, kind of like what they did with the uh, Shihasuki. So it's all about setting up whatever season five is going to be that it's a training arc for the villains. And I love that. And I think that's what makes it so unique and why so many people are excited to see this. 
they can't not be excited to see like you know this this other side of the the other side of the coin right like i mean it's like it's so weird right like it's so it's so different that it's just like damn okay we're gonna have some real real character development like i mean you get it like you get the one-offs but i mean yeah this is like straight up devoted time and that's that's it you're not sharing it with midoriya or anything like that it's you know this is uh this is uh shigaraki show and that's like it yeah and i i think it's it's cool because like we we love the villains here we love the league of villains like if you look at like my hero merch it's like split it's either like you know the heroes that we know and love from class 1a or it's the villains you know you have a toga t-shirt or something or like you have a dobby on something like people love these characters and like that's like kind of unique for shows like obviously like people love villains in, in a lot of shows but like the amount that people like are dedicated to like this group I think is like really really high and it's it's cool to see them getting a, a payoff like this yeah yeah I, yeah go, on. go ahead and i was just even going to say like not even just talking about the story i just feel like even their character designs had more love than normal i talked about this last episode i mean right before we started jumping into recording here i'm like was this whole episode just the a team with every single scenes because it's been so long since we even seen the villains really that i thought just it was the a team the entire time it was really just probably the kind of the season refresh, but I thought Machia kind of had a different character design that looked awesome. I think Shigaraki's new outfit looked great. Dobby, Toga, everyone that we saw, every moment I was looking at them, I feel like I noticed okay, the difference in characters and how good they look more than any other one, which is really showing that they want to put love, hopefully, into this arc. Obviously, some things are probably going to be taken out here and there, but overall, this is going to be an amazing arc, and if these battles are as good as what they're being set up to be, could be a favorite arc of all time for a lot of people, which is so cool that it's about the villains. It's not even about Bakugo, which is usually where most favorite episodes come from. Let's be honest. Yeah, there's a lot of complaints about the last arc, too. A lot of people did not like the speed of it, right? So, I mean, like, this is very much a, let's see if we can reel them back in. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see. I, I, I agree, though. Like, Dobby looked like, I remember, like, it was this, like, specifically when it panned to Dobby, I was like, he looks like, he looks cleaner. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I couldn't put my finger on it. Like, I don't. I have. I don't know. But yeah, and you know, of course, our girl Toga just blowing all their bank on, you know, fresh drip. Like, it was a good <laughs> coat. I like the coat. It's a, yeah. it's a good oh, coat. It is, but it's, also, Spinner with no mask. Like that looks weird. Know, like, uh, it's yeah. a good look for him, eh? Like, I like. like have I, we like, never seen him without a mask at this point? But we hadn't. But I'm like, that's not what I thought he looked like under the mask. Even though the mask only covers this much of his face, it was Turtle, still right? just like, a shock. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he like it was. It was nice that they painted him as like the narrator too, which I I kind of liked. Yeah. Like I was into that. But I think we should kind of shift over a little bit more towards a little bit of information learned about Shigaraki, the Doctor, kind of the whole Machia getting to kneel here. And I think the most interesting part of it is last episode we talked about how Deku's Doctor is now apparently the Doctor that created all the Nomus. Now we know that this is before high ends have been kind of put out into the world now. And pretty much he said, like, hey, I'm going to help you do the same thing I did for all for one. There's some kind of giant power boost that Shigaraki is getting right now in current time period. And he has had to earn it. So I like that kind of idea that it's not like, oh, all for one is gone. So everyone just instantly hands over power to Shigaraki. Like, no, he still needs to prove himself because he's kind of been this gamer, angsty gamer boy this entire time. And now he needs to kind of step up to it. So I really kind of like the whole moment with the doctor and kind of having that mentor like figure for Shigaraki, I think kind of balances out his very edgy attitude still which i felt like i really like the chemistry between them if you want to call that chemistry 
Yeah. So the one thing I wanted to draw attention to here that like just clicked for me that like Horikoshi likes to do a lot of parallels and like mirrors of things. And like, it's obvious that like Deku and Shigaraki are like the two, right? They both, they both like, uh, like come from the next generation of these like great heroes and villains. And they also have the same doctor. (laughs) I just kind of go actually. I do like that. Yeah. I like, oh. man, like, imagine, 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 like, I felt so bad for Machi because I'm like, imagine going from having your former masters all for one, like, literally, like, the, like, this unstoppable force, and then you, like, you, then you get, like, presented, like, this little, like, little dickhead, right? Like, I mean, it's, like, I felt, like, when he started crying, I was like, man, that, that's genuine, like, that's upsetting, <laughs> right? Like, like, imagine being that distraught, right? Like, I can, like, oh, man, it hurt, it hurt to watch. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be fun. I mean, I know kind of now that we've kind of talked through this and this already would have happened in the manga a little bit, but I mean, I feel like there was like a good chapter or two of kind of the fights with Machia. They did skip over a lot of that. So I think that's good and bad, obviously, just kind of seeing fighting and kind of seeing some of the villains and kind of where they're currently at in terms of power levels, what they're able to do would be missed out and Machia's kind of the perfect training element, but also not spending a whole episode of them fighting is probably a good thing in terms of giving the rest of the season time for everything to happen and to develop the middle liberation army because obviously these characters kind of came in they're incredibly powerful but we know nothing about them so they're probably going to need a whole episode to kind of be introduced it looks like there's going to be some kind of fight i'm sure shigaraki isn't just going to kneel so i'm glad that they didn't spend too much time on it but it would have been very cool just to kind of see the villains get a little bit of five minute ten minute kind of fight in there just to see where they're currently standing before they are kind of kicked off to see growth from the beginning to the end because right now we jump back in months to time uh jump back in time two months now we jump back a month and a half so they've already gone through the whole training arc where they're already at their peak now we didn't see how weak they were originally so i think that makes it harder to see for power scaling because deku we always know where he's at but i still think there'll probably be plenty of growth in the metal liberation kind of arc coming up here that it'll be fine I mean, like, when was the last time we actually saw them fight? Oh, they didn't, like, I mean, we saw twice in Toga kind of fight with the Shihasaki arc, but that was, like, uh, that was it. We didn't see Mr. Compro- yeah. we saw, a, a little we, Dobby fight. Yeah, a little bit a little of Dobby. Dobby fight. We saw a little bit of Dobby. We saw a little bit of, like, I think Mr. Com- they were all, they were all involved fighting the, the Sand Hero dude, too, yeah. very briefly. Like, so, yeah. but, I mean, like, that was they really... They didn't fight in Kamino. They, the they forest arc. In- the forest arc was the last time we probably yeah. saw Shigaraki really do anything. That's where so long ago. Where does yeah. the second movie fall? The second movie falls briefly in there as well. It yeah, if, falls after Camino and all that, but again, Shigaraki yeah. didn't do anything. No, Shigaraki wasn't. He showed up with that badass red coat, and that was it. Yes. But. So again, we have not seen a lot of them except for Dobby and Toga, and like Dobby, he, everything he does is just going to be really big flames. But like understanding where Shigaraki is ideally the main antagonist to Deku who we've seen had huge growth. I mean, Deku's a different character than where he was in the forest arc. And maybe this is just going to be a very sped up process of getting Shigaraki to that point, I guess, but still not kind of getting that benchmark of like, wow, Shigaraki needs to grow so much to be able to keep up with Deku right now. They're kind of keeping it ominous and I'm sure it'll be revealed soon. But right now, Shigaraki still doesn't feel like a threat to Deku at all with where Deku is right now. Shigaraki is not a threat. Yeah, because, I mean, he has the biggest counter to him. Like, Shigaraki's whole thing is just, like, grabbing onto people and decaying them, and now he has Black Whip. So he just and Black Deku can move like, even faster than yeah. ever, too, now. 
Yeah. But like, like in, but in like typical Shigaraki fashion, like he's found a shortcut. Because I mean, we start this episode off with him being zapped and having this massive thing in his stomach, like. So he's clearly not doing the traditional no. shonen training arc thing. He's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna skip all that. We're just he's gonna... called the heir to one for all for a reason. I'm just exactly. assuming that there's a great power that's being pumped into his stomach literally right now. So yeah. we know that's where it's gonna be. But so this is probably gonna be more in kind of the mental side of Shigaraki. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. I guess my main point to that is like, it seems like crazy that you have like such a huge gap in time where Midoriya is constantly leveling up. And then you basically have like point A to point B for Shigaraki. And that's like it. Like there's like, it's such a, it feels like it's such a quick, but they're writing it properly where it's like, yeah, you don't get these crazy like training, like growth moments and stuff like that. We're just going to like, you know, do the Ikea skip and like, you know, we're going to find <laughs> that, like, you know, you're going to cut through half the store and we're just going to electrify it. Right. So I think, I think it's good that they're like, they're, they're illustrating that, that they're not just taking like, like months and months and just being like, yeah, here's like, you know, five minutes of like fighting footage and that's it. Right. Like there's more to it. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know anything. I mean, with the Shigaraki backstory, all the hands on his body, I think we kind of already had that vibe. So it was cool for it to be confirmed officially, but we don't know exactly what happened to his family. Shigaraki doesn't know exactly what happened to his family. So while it being confirmed that every hand on his body was his family's, I didn't feel like that was a huge shocker or like, oh my God, like Shigaraki's more messed up. Like we already knew he was fucked up in the head and this is just pretty much confirming everything we knew about him. But I think him making such a big point that him not knowing what's going on with the family means we're getting a full Shigaraki backstory soon. I don't think they'd make such a big point of it if we weren't. And I'm excited to learn what exactly happened with them because this was Nana Shimura's grandson nephew yeah, something yeah. like that yeah, so like where exactly that went wrong when happened to his family and how he got an all for one's hands is a very big part of the story that we don't know yet that i'm very very excited to see yeah it's, also, something that, it's something i didn't really think about it too much right it's like shigaraki shows up he looks super edgy and stuff and you're like okay cool i accept this this is the villain i accept it and it wasn't until this point of where i was like oh i like, kind of want to know what's his deal like what is his deal exactly yeah. Well, at first we didn't really care. Like, drawing to it. Yeah, well, that's just it, right? Like, you were just like, oh, he's just got hands attached to him. wonder what that's about. And then then he kind of, like, I, I think we, we talked about this in pre-show. He kind of hints to it in, like, one of the first, like, the first season, right? Yeah, and, like, season one, I think he calls it, like, his father or something like that. Yeah, and I guess you can, like, draw parallels to, like, maybe all for one, maybe. But, like, you don't really know for sure. And then this just kind of locks it in and confirms it, right? My question is, there was like when they showed like the row of pictures in the back, there was a dog in there. Where's the paw? There's no, there's no paw. That hand. is true. <laughs> it was like the first image you see too. Yeah, it's, 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 like a cor- it's like a corgi. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't get a paw to like wrap around. Well, like this you really flat. Obviously, but why? After they they walk in with a handful of carts, and the first image they show is the corgi. It's the corgi. <laughs> it just wasn't the right timing. Like I get it was supposed to be like his whole family died there, but like. Show like the mother first and then the corgi, not the corgi first. And that stood out to me too. And I laughed at that even when it was happening, even though it was a serious moment. But. Yeah. You know, the, the part that scares me though, is that my hero academia may end up on, does the dog die? Like it's going to end, it's going to end up on that website. Like this is going to be, it's, is, it's going to be there. It's going to be it's there. Gonna be, it's going to be there, man. They, like, they showed it to us already. You're like, that's. That's rough, man. I like, I like. That's like. I mean, I can, I can, I can watch villains and heroes die all day, but like, don't kill the dog, man. Like, it's my villain academia down. We're going down a dark path, my dude. It, we're going to explore new things we never had. Dogs dying is one of them. 
Just give me, just give me more unmasked spinner, more twice. Give me, no, like, give me, I'll give me unmasked Mister Compress. Like that was like. like it is weird cool that too. he just gave up on that. I guess it's because he's run League of Villains, so he doesn't need the mask. Yeah. But, like we hadn't really ever seen that much maskless him. Like we saw was, it for a second yeah. here and there, but like he's just fully given up on it now. Okay, well, no, no, it's not fully ma maskless. He still he's got has the. He still has his ski mask. So. Which, whatever. Yeah. But okay, anything else? From this overall episode, we want to go back and touch on. Um, not, uh, yeah, no, I'm like, I, I mean, think I'm, I'm doing excited. pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's like, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's it'd be nice to know a bit more about the meta literation army because I mean, they revealed it. They have a, like, they have like a fucking satellite, like, and the blatant rip off of a gorilla song is like one of their corporations, like. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, feel good, <laughs> feel good, yeah. I do like that, but you got to think. This is episode twenty-one. So we have five yeah. full episodes left. Four of them will be full episodes, and five will kind of be setting up a big cliffhanger for whatever next season's going to be. So that leaves four solid. I mean, let's see. Yeah, at least four solid episodes to learn a lot more about it. One of those will probably be a full Metal Liberation Army arc. Three of them will be whatever's happening kind of within the battle or whatever's going to happen here. Then one setting up the conclusion of that and kind of where Deku's and how the heroes are probably going to come back into this story. So. I think we have plenty of time to learn a lot about these guys, and I'm very excited to, because like everyone was kind of saying that, like he even made a joke to like how it was kind of like a retro kind of fan club. He was a throwback, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like obviously that. they've been around for a while. That even the doctor was surprised. So there's a lot to learn about these guys that I'm very excited about. But I think we need to focus on something even more important, which is who is going to be the first villain to get the plus ultra reward of season five. Dylan, I'm going to let you kick it off. Yeah, it's easy. It's Shigaraki. I mean, like, fighting fighting for that long, like, consistently for that long is insane. Of where he fought so long that he's only sleeping three hours once every two days. And he's so dedicated that he is just getting his random, like, friends to, like, help him rest for those three hours. I mean, fuck, I don't even again. know if I can play video games for 48 hours straight, let alone fucking fight a giant. Like that, I, I will give it to him. I mean, I'm just going to give it to Shigaraki as well. Obviously, he was the highlight of it. Maybe the Dr. Amachio would have been, like, tied for number two. No one else really did much during this episode. But Shigaraki's clearly a changed person. Clearly, he's powerful enough to keep up with Machio for 48 hours at a time, which is impressive after a month and a half. So I think it's a pretty easy give. Yeah, I mean, like, and not only that, but it shows that he's, like, a good leader, too, because he's letting every, all, all the other members rotate and, like, literally take, like, days rest while he's just, like, I'm just going to keep battling. And he's stoked about it, too, right? Like, that's the other thing. Like, he is, like, relishing in this. And I, like, I think it just shows, like, that's so much, that's so, so, such a change than his original character, right? So. I do want to say, can we give an honorary mention to one person, though? And that's Johnny, the little Nomu. <laughs> I was I I remember seeing Johnny and I'm like he his name is like he's like like a teleportation he's like this weird little lapdog thing like he's yeah he's Johnny scary. Right? he was he's creepy scary. looking yeah he just some of the Nomu when they were people. really creepy looking like we didn't yeah, I don't those... think it even showed Hood because Hood was somewhere in there theoretically because this all happened before that but there were other yeah. ones that yeah these, there was all those ones in there were high end which is also something we didn't really touch on but incredibly scary that there's 20-30 yeah. high end in there. Yeah, and just one was able to go up against Endeavor, yeah. like the number one hero, and like almost beat him actually. So like, I I don't know why why don't you just release them all at once? All right, yeah, I mean, they're not ready. Like, I mean, obviously yeah. it all happened two months in the future, so 
maybe they are being i mean that would be happening right now in the story in current time so don't don't go jinx the heroes we don't know what's gonna happen in season four, next season yet so um but okay okay let's uh wrap it up there thank you everyone so much for tuning it in i can't believe this is like week five of having all the same pick for plus ultra rewards now which is crazy Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and looking forward to the rest of My Villain Academia as much as we are. It was a great kickoff to the arc and the arc is only going to get crazier from here. So if you did enjoy this, make sure to come back next Saturday where we'll be breaking this all down again live on YouTube if you want to come and stop by. Otherwise, you can find that on YouTube and podcasting services later on in the day, all pre-recorded. So you can check that out there as well. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed this class and we'll see you all next Saturday.